Hi, friend. You are listening to Boldly Created Podcast. Join your favorite duo as they bring on guests from all walks of life and allow you to feel like you are sitting with your besties chatting about life, Jesus, and navigating your 20s. Check in weekly for new episodes and laughs. Now, grab your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Boldly Created Podcast. We are in season four, episode 13. And this week we have really a good guest, a fun guest, an exciting guest, and a vulnerable guest. Yay. Um, her name is Mary, and she is actually my best friend Gabby's childhood best friend. So it's a really cool connection. She's a worship leader, and we're just really excited for y'all to hear what she brought to the episode. Small world. Very small. But of course, before we get started, here is our 60-second segment. So we decided to do a question this week, and the question is, what does the butterfly personally mean to you? Yes. And if you're new to the podcast, obviously we're doing this because a butterfly is a part of the boldly created symbol. So we wanted to explain why it is important to us individually. Yeah, yeah. So Lily, why is it important to you? So the butterfly is important to me because it resembles growth and new life, and specifically, of course how Christ brought us from our old sinful life to brand new life with redemption and forgiveness and just a whole new creation. Um, And I also have a butterfly tattoo because of how important the butterfly is to me. And I think that for me specifically, it really is a good reminder of where I was without Christ and where I am now. And he was the only thing that changed in between. Um, And that, I am a new creation in Christ in him. Yeah. What about you? For me, a butterfly means just um, a transformation of like going from the caterpillar to the butterfly and going from a more simplified version and just kind of uglier version because like caterpillars aren't really cute to being a butterfly that is beautiful and free and just resembles so much beauty. Um, and I think that's what it is in Christ. Like you go from... You go from being in your BC self of just kind of being like an ugly version of yourself because you're living for you then to go into the beautiful version of yourself because you're living for Christ. Um, But I also think of like a symbol because I the reason I love the butterfly is because there's a season there where like I literally kept seeing it and I feel like it was literally a sign from like the Lord Mm -hmm. being like this is what you need to incorporate into boldly because a butterfly is something that connects a lot of people because it means something different for everyone. Without further ado, here is Mary Garrett. Welcome back, you guys, to season four, episode 13. 13. (laughs) Um, Today, we have a really special guest, and I'm actually really excited about it because one of our best friends, we have her best friend from childhood on, (laughs) Mary. I'm so excited about this. I've gotten to meet her a couple of times, and she is so sweet and just so full of the Lord, and I'm really excited to hear more of her heart. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Man, I'm so excited to be on this podcast um, with y'all too. Uh, yeah, just like as I said, I am best friends with Gabby. Uh, just childhood, we met um, uh, when we were 
gosh, probably 11, 10 or 11, something like that. Uh, We both played basketball at the time, um, and our dads knew each other from small groups, so from church, and uh, we just kind of, our friendship blossomed from there, and it's it's one of those relationships that, like, I don't get to talk to her that often, but, like, when we get together, it's like, oh, my gosh, how are you? (laughs) Oh, man. um, I just love her so much. Um, so she's really near and dear to my heart, but, um, but yeah. And then I am 22. I, uh, live in LaGrange. I actually just moved down here a couple years ago. I'm a worship leader for a church called First United Methodist in LaGrange. Nice. So cool. I love it. Uh, it's a really, really great church. Um, super, uh, tight knit community. Um, and we, they started a modern worship service in their town or in their church in the town. And, and uh, they hired me on uh, to basically build this church from the ground up. So it's oh, wow. the service within this church. And what's been really, really crazy is that it's a very, very traditional church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been um, a lot of fighting that culture um, to kind of make room for a different expression uh of praising and worshiping the Lord. Um, so it's been a, it's been a heartbeat that's just been going throughout the church for many, many years. They've had one, um, they've had a service like that before, um, but it didn't really work out. And so, um, we're starting a fresh new, uh, church service and it starts at 9am and oh, it's, wow. it's really, really great. It, it's been cool for me. Um, cause I've, I've actually grown up in the church, um, and became a worship leader uh, when I was 12. I started leading worship for um, students uh, that were like fourth and fifth graders. And Aww. I did it called Rising Tide. Uh, so it was cute. Um, but I uh, first felt the calling uh, just because somebody was like, hey, we need a worship leader. We need somebody to sing and play guitar is essentially what the job, dis- quote unquote, job description was. And I was like, you know, little 12 year old. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cute. I did. It was crazy because I didn't really know the Lord like I do now, mm-hmm. um, as as much as I do now back then. But when I turned 13 and accepted Christ into my heart, that's when the fire, you know, really started mm-hmm. um, with inside me and felt a calling to, to worship ministry. I was playing basketball at the time tore both of my ACLs and uh, it was was one in eighth grade and then one in ninth grade. Um, The reconstruction surgeries happened, rehab happened. And then um, the Lord brought me to uh, the worship team consistently and full time. And I've been learning how to be a worship leader ever since Mm -hmm. just by trial and error and mentorships. And that led me here, led me down to LaGrange and I've been, I'm still learning, still growing. Um, on how to be a better worship leader for um, the people that God's called me to be yeah. a leader for. So I don't know. Worship's near and dear to my heart. So mm, you're awesome. like, oh, let's let's pick a song. I, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Great. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. So Lagrange is that how you say it? Yeah, Lagrange, Georgia. Wait, okay, that's what I was about to ask. Where it was? That's awesome. How yeah. far is it from like your hometown? Um, I would say it's about. Gosh, you never really can tell with Atlanta mm-hmm. traffic, you know, but um, if you get in and out of Atlanta pretty quickly, it'll take about an hour and 45 okay. minutes. That's not too bad. That's oh, not too right. bad. 
yeah, I a lot of the reason why I wanted to have you on was obviously because I want to hear more of your heart and you're a close person to someone very close to me, um, but also because of the worship aspect and how mm-hmm. like you are a worship leader. And I think it's cool that we've had a good amount of worship leaders on yeah. this season because music is what you all do. So like it may it means a lot to everyone, but it yeah. means even more to those who are like preparing and um, no, I don't want to say producing because I feel like the Holy Spirit produces it, but like is obedient to it. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about yes. this song. What song did you pick? Um, I chose Wait on You by Maverick City. Um, I love that song. I love the lyrics. Um, and it, it speaks to me in, in such a very, very profound way. Um, just talking about putting all of your trust into mm-hmm. um, the Lord and, and trusting yeah. that the Lord will take care of you as a person, not just the situation around you, but you as a person. Okay. So when I normally, I'm not the person to do like the background and the history and like everything that went into the song. That's usually Addison's Mm -hmm. forte. Um, but I had seen this when I Googled the song, it was, I was looking up the lyrics and it was right under it. And I was like, Oh, we'll just click on it and see what it has to say. And it said that the song was based on like a personal confession of patience. And then it was based on Isaiah 40, 31. Mm -hmm. And I'll read that verse real quick. Um, It is, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And this song alone is so good. Like we all know that, but Mm -hmm. it's really cool to just know that like it was based on and around that verse because it just brings it to a whole nother dimension of like depth and meaning. So I'm so excited to dive in. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when um, songs do that, especially, I mean, just worship songs in general, Mm -hmm. but um, where they really, especially when it comes from like a psalm, or in this case, it's from Isaiah, but like when scripture is literally in their Mm -hmm. song, it's just like, oh, this is something that I can tie this back to. So it's pretty cool. It's so awesome. This song also brought me back to Psalms 37, 7. I think I've said it on here before and this season, but um, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently before him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. And I mean, it's talking about waiting for him. And obviously this song is, I'm going to wait on him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like, I want to ask you, Mary, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to wait on him? Oh, man, I think that's a very loaded question, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest, but in the ways that just immediately kind of come to my mind um, to truly when I have waited on the Lord, it has been um, a full act of just surrendering yeah. uh, everything, your thoughts, your, your actions, you know, mm-hmm. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I mean, I think this is such a great example. I'm just going to use a personal um, aspect of my life, but, I know for me, moving down to LaGrange is not something that I immediately wanted to do. It was not on the top mm-hmm. of my list. I was in college. I was trying to finish out. I wanted to go into trade shows and mm-hmm. and uh, be planning uh, events for that. And then uh, eventually maybe go into wedding planning also. Oh. Um, so I, I kind of had my mind set there. And when this opportunity came up, I... I mean, I had wanted to be a worship leader for so long. I thought it was going to happen when I was like 30 and I had children and I was married and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so this opportunity kind of came up and I was like, I don't, 
I, I don't want to rush this. And I, I don't know if this is even, because this is something that I want. Mm-hmm. But Lord, is this something that you want for my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it was hard to do that because I wanted to just jump in full force and say, okay, this is what I want to do. I've always wanted to do this. This is great. This is mm-hmm. perfect opportunity kind of thing. And then um, having to really kind of scale back what I felt in the moment and what I wanted to do and what I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted and all this stuff. Uh, It's really just an act of selflessness and Mm -hmm. and, um, take uh, setting aside your pride and and saying, okay, Lord, you know more and you know, what's going to be beneficial for me in this, in this experience that may or may not happen in my life. And, um, and so if, if I truly love you and trust you, like I say and sing that I do, Mm -hmm. um, then let me put this to the test. Let me Mm -hmm. put you in charge of this particular experience and let me surrender um, Mm -hmm. to what you have your will kind of deal. So, yeah, that's a lot to like surrender of like, you know, wanting to finish out college and do the things that maybe you had planned and then going a completely opposite direction because of his plan and being Mm -hmm. obedient to him. That's really cool. I didn't know that you wanted to, I mean, obviously, why would I, but like, I didn't know that you wanted to do events or anything like that. That's what I'm trying to pursue right now. So that's really cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, going into that about like the comparison of like something that we have in common, Mary, is the um, lyric where it said, I don't believe in fairy tales. I guess I've outgrown them, but that doesn't mean I don't believe that there's something bigger than me. And when I read that, for me, I thought about my adoption. And if you're okay to talk about this, I remember that you're adopted too. Um, And I think that like that has always been the foundation of my faith because I know that it wasn't a coincidence of how that played out for me. Like I know that it's not a coincidence that I am in the family I'm I'm in. I don't have the parents that I have just because like everything was aligned with his plan. Um, So that's just something I kind of wanted to talk about. I thought it was cool that you have the events interest too because that was just something else that i mean it's just so cool like I, yeah, yeah. Listen, what's going on that's mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah no i i love that i didn't even know you were adopted that's pretty that's awesome. so funny gabby told me about you um so that's how i knew it and i remembered that when i was listening to the song and so i wanted to add that in because like it's kind of it's not rare but it's also not common meeting people no, that are I, adopted um yeah. And like, I don't know your story, you don't know mine, but I know for me, like, I'm so blessed that I get to know my birth mom and just have met my birth family. But like, knowing that like, the Lord specifically picked my parents to be the ones to raise me. And like, I have the life I do because of that decision. And like, I, um, I'm sorry. No, go. You're good. You're good. But I completely resonate with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about that often, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, of my parents and, and who they are as people, they, they're God fearing, uh, Mm -hmm. parents and have brought me up in the church and, uh, have that, that's just made me who the woman I am today. Think about, um, a lot where I could have gone or come from, you know, knowing, I mean, it's a blessing to know my birth mother as well, just Mm -hmm. as, just like you said, um, and being able to walk with her in her life, as well just bits and pieces of knowing her story yeah but also being able to come back to man like god is faithful god is good mm-hmm. yeah because i know the lord like very deep and i don't know not saying that the lord couldn't have or yeah saved me um then with you know staying with mm-hmm. my 
birth family, but um, knowing the Lord this way is, is just the sweetest thing ever. So mm-hmm. I, I totally resonate with that. Yeah. It's so cool. Cause like when adoption has kind of changed, like the, the way I think about it in the past two years, because of a family we have at the church and there's this little boy and we had the mom on earlier and we'll talk about that next season, but I get to see like what adoption means to them and how special it is and how biblical it is. Um, wow. And so like, it's just such a cool experience being able to see that little boy being so loved and so um, cherished by his parents and that adoption was the center of that. And like, it's, I feel like it's for me, like I'm able to see the other side of my parents felt when growing up, like it's just such a cool like thing that I'm getting to experience in this season. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so going back to the song, I wanted to ask you and it's okay if you don't, but (laughs) do you have a favorite like verse or lyric from the song? And if so, why? Do I have a favorite verse? Actually, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And it is the <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, I will um, I'll wait on the Lord for new strength. Mm-hmm. He shall mount up on wings like eagles and soar. Oh, man, I'm losing that part. But yes, yes, yeah. that whole bridge section is so, so good. And when he ends it uh, with... Uh, why am I blanking on the lyrics? But yes, the, the ending part, that's what happens when you wait. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Just like affirming mm-hmm. that was like, oh, every time I'm like, that's what happens when you wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like one of those moments you just want to like fist bump for the yes. Lord. Like, yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I just get so hyped. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it also helps that the singers are like already so hyped so then you're like oh yeah, yeah like i feel oh, this sure. <laughs> that's, that's cool about worship music man is mm-hmm. is or just music in general but worship in this particular instance worship music you can get i mean the people listening or the people singing with you are are sharing in that experience you know like because these people you know, just like going back to the history of the song, you know, it's a personal experience based off of that scripture. Where when we sing the song, you're you're joining in on that person's personal experience with the mm-hmm. word, and you're getting hype with them mm-hmm. because of what mm-hmm. they got hype. You know, yeah. so it's just going back and forth. You know, yeah. so when they have moments, it's like oh, man, it's so sweet. Oh, you get to have brothers and sisters singing their own song to the Lord. Awesome. I love that you just said you get to join with them and what the Lord did through them in the song. That's such a real thing. And like the because you'll see worship songs that are either fully scripture based or others that are also emotional based because of the Holy Spirit's presence. And so like that's so true. And like you get to experience what they walk through. Like I think of um, the song by Brandon Lake and some other people. It's uh, too good to not believe. I think of that. Of just like that is fully an experience one of like <laughs> what you get to see the God doing. Like you hear like the testimonials of like I hear like I've seen families reconnected, oh. like all these different things, mental health destroyed, like cancer disappeared. Yeah, like yeah. that's something that I think about when you just said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the lyric, um, I know you order every step. You are the author. Um, it took me back to Proverbs 16, <laughs> 3 and 9 of like, you know, he establishes the steps of our life. Um, 
And I think you just gave a really big example of that, of what you're doing now, like the obedience, obedience that you're living. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of walk us through that a little bit more, like walk us through the tough decision of it and just the, the hardness of surrendering to that decision. Sure. Yeah. Um, man, I think really the, the main struggle and reason why I didn't really want to move and I was so apathetic to, and not, not just during like the interview with my team now, mm-hmm. uh, even going around LaGrange, like I remember thinking, oh man, I could, I could live here, but also, I don't know. It, it was just a lot of, I don't know, not necessarily yeah. like, you know, um, but I, and another thing too, I, I was so close to my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I went to just such an amazing church, just, I had such good friends. I was surrounded by believers that, um, you know, going through that whole college experience, if I being taken away from that, I wouldn't have that, you know? Um, and so I was kind of struggling with that too, because I didn't want to leave my you know, the, the roots that I had put in and established and watered and all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know if I want to leave either word, but I also really want to be a worship leader. So I don't know what to do kind yeah. of deal. Um, so that was hard and um, really, really uh, struggled with that for a little bit. Um, even well into when I even moved down here, I was struggling Um just because I was like, my home is, is there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but the Lord really kind of wrapped me in his arms. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I felt that because will like, while he, while I did have those experiences with those people, with the people back home, um, and very, very deep roots there, um, God gave me like at least 10 more reasons. Mm -hmm. So with every complaint or, or fear or, Mm -hmm. Um, concern that I had and I brought to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. The Lord gave me like at least 10 more reasons to say, this is why I brought you here. So mm, that's good. I, it was so like affirming and it made me feel like, okay, I am being obedient to the Lord. I, I have waited on the Lord. I have surrendered to the Lord in this way. And, and he is blessing me with reassurance. Yeah. And, um, which I just thought was really, really cool. Wow. Ugh. I'm sitting in one of those moments of like, okay, God, I see you because Mary, I don't know you. I've just known of you. So Mm -hmm. like one, when you're talking about the events, I was like, okay, that's weird. Then the adoption thing. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And now you're just talking about what you just said. Like I'm about to walk into a season of leaving the community that I have. That is so like everything to me and going to a place where I don't have that. Um, so like, what is some advice that you would give to someone and myself <laughs> of that? And I would say one, be open to what God has. Um, it is, it is such a scary thing. Um, just picking up your things and, and leaving town and, and going somewhere different. Um, even traveling can be that way for a lot of people. Um, and you're just staying there for a couple of days, you know, mm-hmm. um, but when you have big life events where you are literally picking up everything that you have and, 
and and leaving your loved ones and and you know everything that you've grown and learned like uh, gosh that's that's so hard but um god does not stay in one area of the world mm-hmm. um he is everywhere he's omnipotent omniscient um and so he he's going to be with you regardless um of wherever you go mm-hmm. and if you believe in that power that you have inside of you, then you can know, okay, going into this next season, it's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, ah, I don't know what to do. Um, struggling. Just every little detail that you can give to the Lord, he's going to be right there with you. Um, so I would just say, um, be open to what God has in other areas of your life and in other areas where you need to be grown growing in um but also know that the word is with you um there's so many verses in scripture that i could pull from but one of my favorite places to go is in hebrews where it talks about the word is going to be with you um and jesus red letter stuff says that mm-hmm. he is with you um and he's he left this earth to give us the holy spirit so that mm-hmm. we can be literally be with us everywhere, mm-hmm. anytime, any day, any place. So it's one of the things I can say. Um, I think another thing is you will probably be lonely. I, uh, I'm, I'm very, I still experience loneliness. I'm not, you know, perfect and I don't have it all together, but I know that I have experienced more loneliness now than I have ever felt. And I, I'm one of those people I'm very extroverted. I love people. And so moving to a place where I don't really know anybody and I don't have a solid tight knit community like I did over here in Woodstock, you know, so that was really, really hard. And I had to learn um, that Jesus is my best friend. He is going to be, it goes back to, he was always with you, but if you pair it as Jesus is literally the guy that you need to talk to all the time, like (laughs) just to be sane, just not feel like you're going crazy, you know? Um, and that's so easy to do because Satan will take one thought and he will run with it, you know? Um, and I think if you can get back to God is always with me, Jesus, you are my best friend. You will grow so, 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 so much. Um, so I think really the the main advice that I could say is, is that, um, just remember that, remember God's character and that's, that's who he is. He's, he's the God that is not going to leave you to the enemy yeah. mm-hmm. with you. So I just really thank you for sharing all that because it's so cool on the podcast when we get off topic because we know that it is Holy Spirit led. And I feel like the Holy Spirit really wanted you to just say what you just said. Um, not only for Addison, but for everybody else who's like in those shoes, in the same shoes as you. And like, I know this is going to bless like the listeners out there. Um, so I just, yeah, I thank you for sharing that. Cause like it helps a lot to know that like, you're not the only one in those shoes. So something I ask every guest that we have this season, and you've answered it a good amount, but I'm still going to ask it. Does worship look differently for you in this season with the move, with the job, with everything that you've been going through, including the loneliness? Like, what does that look like for you this season? Oh, yeah, it definitely looks different. Um, I have learned being a worship leader that, um, you know, there's this 
word that we just throw around a lot when we're just in context, but or traveling or something like that. But churches have different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's who, what makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot at, at first glance, when I was younger and learning about like the elements of how to actually be a worship leader, not necessarily just being thrown in and, Hey, here you go. Here's a church. <laughs> Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am now, but, um, back then, if you would have talked to me about culture, I probably wouldn't be able to really know what that word even really meant at the time. Um, but now being at this church and experiencing, um, being around, uh, this amazing church for two years, almost three, um, it's, it's been a challenge for me because I am so expressive in my worship. Um, and coming from a very traditional community, they are not, (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and I have had to put a lot of selfishness and pride and say, oh, well, I, I know, and this is coming from a worship leader. So that's, what's crazy. I'm (laughs) just, I'm just as broken, but, um, my pride has been, oh, well, you know, better, you know, more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what exactly the presence of the word feels like. And which is so not, oh gosh, y'all like, that's not even biblical to even think, Mm -hmm. but these were the things that were, I was thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. um, first coming in and thinking that I knew better. Also Mm -hmm. a first year in ministry. (laughs) So (laughs) that doesn't say, whoa, Mary Elizabeth, holy, wow. Um, so there's that. Uh, but since being in this position, the Lord has very much humbled me um, mm. to, and one of the things that I've actually clung to is um, from uh, just knowing that he is moving regardless of whether I see it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that has been in personal conversation. When I follow up with a member of the congregation or somebody that's new that, you know, uh, just checked out our church for the Sunday, following up with them and having a conversation with them and learning, you know, where they at are, where they are at in life, where they are at with the Lord, where they are at with church, what does that relationship look like? And it is so, I'll, I'll have these conversations with these people and I'm like, man, I just walked away a better Christian because of this, you know, mm-hmm. like, I learned so much, you know, and, it, it had nothing, some of it, it didn't even have anything to do with worship. And yeah. here I am looking at them and, and thinking, oh, well, they're not like closing their eyes. They're not raising their hands. They're not like engaging mm-hmm. with me, you know, but I don't know what's going on in here. And I definitely don't know what's going on in here. God does though. Mm-hmm. And so who am I to say, it, it brings me back to that verse, you know, God looks at the heart, man looks on the outward appearance. And mm-hmm. that's like, literally what what happened um so i would say that the lord has humbled me into a a real uh way of looking at at uh what worship is supposed to look like from a social media marketing all mm-hmm. that all that perspective of what western culture has made it mm-hmm. and um bringing it down to there are so many ways that you can worship the Lord um, in a worship environment, in a corporate worship experience. Um, And then secondly, Sundays are not going to look the same as a night of worship. 
Night of worship is going to probably be a lot more intimate because Mm -hmm. you have a lot more time to engage with the Lord. You have a lot more time to prep your heart. You have a lot more time to to enter into the presence of God and stay there. Um, Sunday mornings, you just can't do that. (laughs) It's not that you, well, I guess I shouldn't say can't, but it's, you don't, like you have so many elements, you have the message, you have, you know, if you, if your church does announcements, you have that, you know, so there's just so much more going on and that's, that's, it is what it's for, but it's, it's not, you know, like there's different types of services to accomplish what maybe the Lord is calling you to accomplish or leading you into. Um, so that, that would be that for sure. Um, and then I guess from a more personal, um, perspective on how the Lord has changed my personal time with him. I feel like I'm fighting and which is, which is a good thing. I I've had days where, or I've had seasons of my life where I was able to open up the, the word of God, or I was able to listen to music um, and worship the Lord or sit with a group of people and, and worship, have a worship experience with them. And it just was so easy. I was able to access him anytime that I wanted to. Hey, let's go have a conversation about the Lord. Great. Let's pray together. Great. Um, when I worked at a summer camp, I had that opportunity almost every single day. You know, like I had the opportunity to sit down with the Lord and and just have this easy access to him because I was around a, a lot of other Christians that were spurring me on. Um, and when I'm in this like, city that I don't really know a lot of people and I'm working and I love work. That's just who I am. So I'm just going to put all of myself into my job and that's not what God wants. So I'm having to rearrange my Mm -hmm. schedule. I'm trying to fight to get time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the reality of how we all are, or, you know, like you have these awesome experiences when you're, when you're younger but then when you get to be an adult and you're in the thick of it and the grind kind of fuel, it's, it's harder to find those times to, to really sit down with the Lord. Um, so I would say that he's showing me that that personal time is so, so important. It, it sets the tone for the day. It sets the tone for the week. It sets the tone because you're, I, I'm a leader, I'm a ministry leader. So it's going to set the tone for the ministry if I'm not, you know, actively pursuing the word myself. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, going off of what Lily said earlier, just again, like, thank you for your vulnerability because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people don't do this and we need this. And, like, mm-hmm. I think the listeners need this too. And I love how you touched on pride because I think that's something that people are sometimes too prideful to admit <laughs> that they're dealing with the pride. So I really appreciate that you're, like, saying, like, hey, these are the thoughts I've had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's okay because the Lord's greater than that. And, I mean, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. It's really cool because I feel like every episode in this season, like not only are we learning something new, but mm-hmm. we're learning something new about worship. And it's just so cool because like coming from you, a worship leader, like it's just so cool. I feel like we're learning things like everyone's learning things. And I just like hope my hope is that everybody listening, like gains something from the Holy Spirit, like on the knowledge of or on the topic of worship. Yeah. 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 All right, Mary, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so good getting to talk to you (laughs) and just realize the similarities me and you have. That was really (laughs) cool. Um, But you guys stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. (laughs) 
All right, y'all, it is time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guest, Mary. So Mary, what is your Flavor of the Week this week? Um, I would say uh, the song, What a Beautiful Name. Um, has brought me closer to the word this week, the flavor. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. What about you, Addison? Mine is Fear Is Not My Future by Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. Very fitting for this episode. Yeah, it is. Hello, strength. Hello, hope. It's a new horizon. If you're ready for a What about you, Lily? Mine is a song called The Lows by Cochran and Co. It's just a storm. It's just a season. It's going to pass. You just got to keep on beating. And it's just all about how you cannot have the highs without the lows. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is all for Flavor of the Week. We can't wait to talk to you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. 